0: Welcome, welcome. This is Levi Bracken with the Jewish Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Today, I'm going to do something different. Usually, of the last 45 episodes, I've only done audio. And now, for the 46th episode, I've decided to also do video. So, those who are listening to this, it is no different. But if you're watching, this is the first time that you are ever seeing the Jewish Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the meaning of life. Now, I've never done a podcast about the meaning of life. I've done a podcast about the meaning in life. And there's a key difference between the meaning in life and the meaning of life. So, what is the difference? Well, one is subjective and one is objective. So, when we talk about the meaning of life, what we're really talking about is the meaning of why it's all here, why the world exists why we exist and it's more of a objective thing there's if one believes in a purpose to it all then what is that purpose the meaning in life is subjectively what makes my life meaningful so perhaps it's spending time with family spending time with friends the work i do the volunteering that i do all those things might make my life meaningful And that adds meaning to my life the meaning of life is something which is much greater than that it's what's the meaning of it all and that's what we're going to talk about today now to level set just not to have our expectations being too great here there's not going to be any massive reveal here that i'm going to tell you what the meaning of life is i'm not sure that i understand or know what the meaning of life is at all but what i do know is that for humans it's really important that we have an idea of what the meaning of life is. And the reason for this is because we humans are meaning makers. We need to know why we are doing something, especially because life can be really difficult and life can be full of suffering. Just think about every day. You wake up in the morning, we go to work, we try and make a living. It is difficult to make money. Well, some people might be born into money and it's very easy for them, but for many of us, you're getting up in the morning and you're going to work and that work is hard and you have to support yourself and support your family and have food to put on the table and all of that is hard and involves some kind of suffering some people have health issues other people have other issues associated with their relationships and so being human and living has a lot of suffering associated with it well why are we doing all of that is there any bigger purpose any bigger reason for it and if we believe there's a bigger purpose and a bigger reason for it then it makes a lot of it worthwhile so meaning turns out to humans is a really important thing and what is the meaning of life is a question which has vexed humans for a very very long time so what is the meaning of life? And again, I'm not saying that I have the big reveal in the answer, but I'm going to talk through some ideas associated with the meaning of life. One of the interesting things about humans is that even when we don't know the meaning to something, we still assign meaning to it. We're such meaning makers is that sometimes we assign meaning to things that maybe perhaps that's not the meaning, but constantly connecting the dots and trying to say, well, this happened because of this happened and because of that happened, therefore this happens. And we're trying to make meaning of it. Science comes in and says, well, correlation does not imply causation. And just because this happened and that happened in a certain sequence, it doesn't mean that they are connected or that one causes the other. In many ways, science today does damage to the human sense of meaning, but still we crave meaning and meaning is very important to us. So here's big question, is there a meaning to life or is there no meaning to life? Humans throughout history have thought about this question and have come up with various answers to it. From the philosophers to the great religions, they all have an answer to the meaning of life. One of the things to note about this is that when you talk about the meaning of life, you're often making a truth claim about that meaning that you're saying life has. And here's the reason why people have to do that. And this is kind of the great paradox associated with talking about the meaning of life. If you're going to talk about the meaning of life, you have to make some kind of claim which says that you know what the meaning of life is. And that meaning isn't just the meaning for you, But it's also the meaning for everybody else as well, because if you figured it out and you know what the meaning of life is, then you and you say, well, that's only for me and someone else might have a different meaning of life. Well, now you contradicted yourself because how can two people have different meanings of life? If there is a meaning of life, that's the meaning of all life. It's the reason why the world was created, so to speak. It's the reason why we're all here. There's a meaning to it all. And you, when you say the meaning in life, I can say, well, my life, for my life to feel meaningful, it is one thing. But for your life, that might be something else. But when I'm talking about the meaning of life, I'm going to make a truth claim about the world, about the universe, which is something that has to apply to everybody, not just to me. And here it is the problem. Because when I'm saying that, now I'm saying the meaning of life is X, and therefore what? There's always a therefore, there's always, if I'm saying the meaning of life is X, that is going to obligate me in some way to behave in a way which is in keeping with that meaning of life, which is why all the religions make truth claims about the meaning of life. Because the meaning of life is X, therefore you should behave in a manner that is in accordance with Y. And all religions do that, and they have a whole set of not just beliefs, but then of laws and norms that they expect you to keep to. And the Jewish religion is no different to that. So how can one balance these two things? On the one hand, this desire we have as humans to have knowledge of the meaning of life, on the one hand, on the other hand, this recognition that we all have today, that assigning the meaning of life, which then imposes one sense of the meaning of life on everybody, is just not really uh, sustainable. Because then I'm saying now that everyone has to have that meaning of life. Now, once upon a time when people lived all within a 10-mile radius of all their friends and their family, and never really met, left more than a 40, 50 mile radius from the place they were born for their entire life. It would be possible to say that this is the objective meaning of life and you just never come across other people who you have to kind of enforce upon a different meaning of life. So you could have your little community living in your 40 mile radius and everyone believes in the same meaning of life and that's fine. It, it's, it's not a big deal. And you can say objectively, this is the meaning of life. The fact that other people have other meanings of life, you never really come across that. So it doesn't really impact you. Whereas today, where we live in an international world, where really even nation state borders are not as important as they used to be, and you have people who believe all kinds of things, ability With weapons of mass destruction and other types of things to impose upon other people, one has to be really careful about talking about the meaning of life in a way in which this is the truth which you have to impose upon everybody else. Even back then, people would go and fight wars because of their conception of the truth versus other people's conception of the truth. and People would even go to battle in order to impose that upon other people. Just think back to some of the famous ones, like the Crusades or the Reconquista, where there were big religious wars, where basically someone said, well, this is the meaning of life, and this is what God told us to do. And actually, because he told us to do it, therefore, you're obligated to do it as well. And therefore, at best, we're going to treat you like a second-class citizen. At worst, we're going to either kill you or force you to convert. So that happened back then. Well, there's a deep recognition, at least in the West, that... You have to find a way in which you can have the meaning of life for oneself. Because without that, as mentioned, life is hard. And without that being a meaning to it all, it becomes even harder. And like, what's the point? So on the one hand, we need the meaning of life. On the other hand, we can't have it in a way in which we impose it upon everybody else. Because that's not sustainable either. So how can you have it both ways? On the one hand, the meaning of life... And I believe that's truly the meaning of life and therefore gives me fulfillment because I'm following the meaning of life, because there's always a therefore, as I mentioned. And on the other hand, also have tolerance of other people. That they can have their own meaning of life. How can one have these two things? How can they both be true at the same time? And this is a really challenging question and one which I'd like to explore and answer here, because really what it's about is the fundamental idea of tolerance, And I've spoken about tolerance in this podcast before, and and this idea of, on the one hand, how can I believe something for myself to be true, but not be arrogant enough to say that this is the truth, which is therefore applicable to everybody else? And there's a certain humility which one has to have in which one has to, to say that this feels so true to me, but... On the one hand, I can't necessarily say that therefore this is so much the truth that therefore it's going to be applicable to everybody else. There's a reason why this is challenging, because many people feel that the second they say that this truth is not applicable to everybody else, they are somehow doubting the truth of what they're saying. And Doubting the truth is considered to be a negative because you want to have 100% faith in whatever it is that you believe. And doubt is therefore considered to be negative. And if I have 100% faith that this is the truth, then this has to be the objective truth for everybody. And the second that I say that there can be two truths here, and they can be my truth and your truth, that is seen by many people as doubting the veracity of one's article of faith. So this is very challenging to a lot of people to kind of be able to say that yes, I can have a truth that I believe in and I believe it sincerely and in truth on the one hand, but on the other hand, I can also accept that there's somebody else who also has that same truth, and and that is a challenge. And he- here's where I want to get into a little bit of the depth here where. I don't think it should be so challenging. Now, what does true knowledge mean? And this is a kind of a key understanding here. And the Kabbalah can help us understand this. And in the Bible itself, it can help us understand this. Because knowledge today is understood differently than knowledge was once upon a time. So if you look in the Bible, it talks about knowledge. Adam knew Eve. What does it mean that Adam knew Eve? He knew her. Adam yada'at chava, he knew, Adam knew Eve. Knowing in the biblical sense is cohabiting, where you're able to connect with the other person on that deepest, not just emotional, but also intimate sexual level. That's true knowledge. So knowledge is this idea of connecting with something. So whereas when you think about knowledge today in the terms of scientific knowledge, that is something entirely different. That is something that I have evidence and I've done experiments. And now I know this because I have proven it in some sense. And even then, when you talk to scientists and and statisticians, they'll tell you that you don't ever have 100% knowledge even in science. You're always just disproving the null or not even disproving the null hypothesis, but basically saying that it's more likely than not that the alternative hypothesis is the correct one, and therefore I'm rejecting the null hypothesis. So even in science, where you have knowledge, that knowledge is limited to a probability that I'm rejecting the null hypothesis because I have enough evidence to say that it's much more probable that the alternative hypothesis is correct. But again, one doesn't say that the null hypothesis is wrong or not true. One just says that one has more evidence or enough evidence to reject the null and therefore to accept alternative hypothesis. So even in science, the knowledge is based on a probability. But certainly when one comes to the idea of biblical knowledge, it's more of a, I have connected very deeply with this idea and therefore to me I know it. And when one understands knowledge in that sense, then that knowledge is mine because I've connected with it. So although I feel it's objective, and that this is the objective truth about the meaning of life, it doesn't mean necessarily that that has to be the truth to everybody else. It's just me, and I feel that that's the truth. And for me, that's very powerful. But that doesn't mean that that necessarily has to be the truth for everybody else, because you're not having objective knowledge. As a matter of fact, none of this was ever meant to be objective knowledge. When one talks about the meaning of life, even the ancients never understood it as objective knowledge. Because objective knowledge, as a matter of fact, didn't even exist back then. Science is relatively new. It's, you know, the scientific method is over the last few hundred years. And that's objective knowledge. Objective knowledge prior to that didn't really exist at all. It was always the kind of knowledge of Adam New Eve. Knowledge because I have a deeper connection with this idea that I feel that I've acquired it. I'm intimately connected with this idea. And therefore, I know it. I have it. I've I've acquired it fully as my own. And therefore, I know it. Unlike scientific knowledge, which is an objective knowledge, more objective, let's say, based on outside evidence. So when you say the meaning of life, and what is the meaning of life? Well, there are lots of things you can believe about the meaning of life. Is it the meaning of life associated with a religious idea? Is it more associated with a non-religious idea, some other kind of idea, philosophical idea that one might have to make the world a better place? I don't know. Is it to do with a God? These are all ideas that one can connect with, and if one connects with them on the deepest level, then one knows it. And that doesn't necessarily mean, however, that everyone else has to accept, accept it. Rather, it means that you know it so deeply that to you it's absolutely true. And to you it's so true, it's like it's objectively true. But then to jump from that to say, therefore, everyone has to accept that objective truth because you've accepted and you've connected with with it is a misunderstanding of the idea of knowledge in the non-scientific sense. So when you talk about scientific knowledge, however, the numbers are the numbers, right? The probabilities are the probabilities. As long as the science is done right, it's just the way it is. You can't really have an opinion or connect with it or not connect with it. When you talk about scientific knowledge, well, I don't connect with that. That sounds like it's nonsense. It's not to do with connecting with that. With it or not. Either the science says it or the science doesn't say it. And if the science was done right, then this is just telling you something about the universe the way it is. Two plus two makes 4. I know that, not just because I connect with it, but because that's just a fact in the universe. 2 plus 2 makes 4. But when I say that I know the meaning of life, you don't know that in the same way as you know 2 plus 2 makes 4. You just don't. You know it because you've deeply connected with it, and that's a type of knowledge, and it's a very powerful type of knowledge, but it shouldn't be mixed and confused with the idea of knowing in the way of knowing two plus two makes four and i think this is kind of one of the fundamental differences that it's really important to know and understand the difference between these two two types of knowledge so talking about what is the meaning of life i'm saying it's really important for each of us to have a sense of what that meaning of life is for us but not to then make the mistake that because You know what that is, therefore it's objective to everybody else. It might feel objective, but that doesn't mean you can impose it upon everybody else. But it is really important to kind of acquire a knowledge of the meaning of life, not just the meaning in life, but the meaning of life, which feels objective to you, that objectively this is the meaning of life. And you've connected to the extent that it feels objectively this is the meaning of life, and you live your life accordingly, and you act as a result of that deep understanding and meaning of life. That's really important to do that, but then to then be able to balance that by saying that it's a knowledge which is associated with the kind of knowledge of Adam and Eve rather than scientific knowledge and make that distinction is equally important so that you don't end up thinking that you have to then impose your knowledge upon everybody else. So this has been. I'm sorry if you know I haven't been able to tell you what the meaning of life is. I'm leaving that out there for you because, I, as by definition, I'm saying this very deeply personal, and you need to connect with the idea. And therefore, I'm not going to tell you what the meaning of life is. Neither should I, or neither should anybody else, because it's really deeply personal. Go on your own journey, try and figure it out. All I can say is it's important for you to have a sense of that, and then try and live accordingly. And then, when you do not to impose that upon everybody else. This has been Navy Bracken with the Jewish Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining. This is the first video, which I'm putting out there of the podcast. If you like it, just put a like out there, either on YouTube, if you're seeing it on YouTube, or if you're listening to it, like it and comment and review, and let me know what you think of it. Meanwhile, have a wonderful week.